Hey, Zella, welcome to the tent. Hi, Wendy. It's so nice to see you again. We have a we have a great topic for today. We sure do. It's you know, tis the season. It's fall, y'all, and and we're <laughs> all in transition. Right. Not to mention we're still in shutdown on some levels within the pandemic, and yet trying to have a normal semester or a normal Halloween season. What does that mean? Well, I even have trick-or-treaters that come to my door. Right. Uh, again, in, in my little neighborhood, usually this one section of the street just goes crazy decorating for Halloween. And this year, the only decorations I see are signs about an election coming up. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Is that the trick-or-treat? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that message? Yeah, well, it's kind of weird. We thought we would talk today about consistency and <laughs> does that stifle or promote creativity? Right. The consistency of creativity or the creative consistent. <laughs> I love it. That's a conundrum. <laughs> it is indeed. And, yeah. and do they even belong together? And this, quite honestly, this has been a, a long time, um, is challenge the right word maybe, but it's, it's come up many times in my adult life of that, you know, can, how do they coexist? Hmm. Interesting. Well, um, bring, the, bring the viewers up to speed as, not viewers, sorry. Well, because we're not, we're not going to put this out there as a Zoom, um, video that y'all can watch. Um, the next one will be, but not this one. Um, I am not, um, my, my, um, I'm in my bedroom because there's construction going on in my house. So, um, had to find some type of a quiet space. <laughs> so anyway, bring our listeners up to speed as to why we picked this topic today. What's going on in your world? Hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, there was, there's just been a lot of different things happening in the last few months. Um, the most recent of which, like one son got to move here with me and, uh, and do some, some work temporarily in Florida. So now I have a roommate. Woohoo. And the other son who is now he and his wife are expecting and, so I get to be a grandmother, yahoo! And they just uh, both graduated, both um, accepted jobs and moved and bought a house all within about a two month span. And so of course, mom had to go, this mom had to go and, and you know, contribute. <laughs> and uh you know be there while they were moving in and and do whatever i could do to help and honestly you know just there was just a the plethora of things going on that in and of themselves would be very stressful in a good way you know not a bad stress just just you know changes stress right. is just simply a change from our you know normal right and uh it's it was all happening you too know, fast. 
<laughs> yeah, all in the same week. <laughs> I had one much. son move in with me, and then I took off to Utah to visit the other son. And uh, I mean, literally, I flew into the airport. They picked me up. We went to go get the U-Haul rental truck, and then we went to the storage container. We loaded their stuff, and we started driving four hours south to their new city. <laughs> that was all one day. Woo. And then, uh, you know, and then we spent the next two days just literally wiping down counters and floors and, and all of those things you do when you move into a place and, and helping, you know, physically and so in a way, energetically kind of release the old, the former owners and inhabitants and make space for the new mm -hmm. owners being my son and his wife. And I had this going around and around, but I, I, on a side note, I had this really amazing experience there. And so here I am like in the kitchen pantry and I'm just, you know, wiping down all the cabinets and shelves and going to town. And it just hit me that um, around the same time in my own pregnancy with my own first child, uh, my spouse and I at the time were buying a house and moving in and redecorating it and, and making it our own place. And my mother was right there in the middle of everything uh, helping. And of course, she's just, she was uh, the type that was, you know, kitchen spaces had to be thoroughly wiped and that just was that you know and so I just really felt this strong connection to my mother and at the same time a connection to the legacy mm -hmm. you know of like she's doing she did for me and now I'm doing for my son Right, the tradition carries on, and yeah. not only that, but but the the wisdom and the and the um, stability of the elder parents, or not the elder, the elder generation, being able to help kids when they when they're finding their footing when they're moving yeah. into their first home, because that's a huge that's a huge undertaking, and we do it need, I, yeah. We it do was need their first time buying a home. They've been in apartments, you know, up until then. Right. So yeah, it just and it was so it was kind of funny. I'm laughing and crying at the same time because here I am <laughs> wiping down a kitchen cabinet and I'm just just bawling <laughs> or well expressing a lot of emotion, thinking about my mother and what she had all that she had done for me. Right. So and then common. I'm like laughing because I'm crying about a kitchen cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a memory. Yeah. And, and, but mostly a memory. So it was just, it was really beautiful. But then, uh, not but then, and then as I returned home, all of those, you know, all of those accumulated stress moments kind of caught up to me. And that next week, man, I just kind of like was spaced out. I missed, um, um, I missed several assignments. I missed some emails. I missed some appointments. And, and that was kind of like, 
oops, I've hit my, you know, I've hit my maximum stress capacity and it's time to dial it back. So I've had some guilt associated with, oh crap, I've let people down and I don't like that. Uh, and then I realized that, okay, that it's something about this, this idea of consistency. My mother was, you know, she was very, very spontaneous, all about the moment. My father was very methodical. You know, they were like polar opposites in the, uh, in the idea of creativity versus consistency. And so I know I, you know, it's like I go back and forth and back and forth. And I realized, you know, I had, I had some um, issues with that concept of consistency. Hmm. Such as? <laughs> <laughs> and I can remember, you know, off and on over the years, and this is going to be another, like one of those crazy dichotomies. Here I am a dancer and we have to have a consistent practice of our routines to be able to learn our routine, to be able to perform our routine from muscle memory. And so we didn't get psyched out on stage. So it's like, there's this value of this, you know, choreography practice routine mm -hmm. and the value of that consistency in, you know, in your uh, dance training. And yet at the same time, there's also this incredible pull to be so in the moment of, you know, oh, look at this opportunity. Yes, I'll do that. Or look at, oh, well, someone's so called and they're doing this. Oh, let's go. Right. So it's that, you know, having that freedom to be spontaneous while at the same time having that, you know, there's this supposed to be consistent, you know, you have a semester, you got the thing going on, you know, and the, um, that discipline of consistency. And that's, that's been an ongoing struggle for, um, as yeah, a lot of years. <laughs> okay. And so you did an exercise, one of your many exercises, somebody, a, a fellow life coach brought up some questions for you that we're going to do with the listeners. We're going to, we'll, we'll role play in a minute, but before we get to that, what do you think of when you think of consistency? Because your reaction when we were planning and prepping for this podcast was, was dramatic and, and it was, and it was fun watching you um, react to that word. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want to get that again? So go ahead and say that word. <laughs> yeah. So Wendy, what do you think of when you think of consistency? Uh, ew, consistency. It's like a prison. Yeah. <laughs> and how so for you? Yeah. Well, there's this, you know, there's this side of me that's a free spirit by golly. And I want to go do what I want to go do when I want to go do it. And Thank you very much. <laughs> that's right. By golly. Uh, <laughs> I want to take off and go somewhere. I will. And yet there's this, there's this other side that, oh, but to be consistent means you have to be in a routine or do the same thing every day. And, and, and I had this attitude that that consistency was like a prison. It's like you were stuck in this box and, you know, you, I mean, beyond the things like, oh, every day you have to wake up and you wake up <laughs> every day you get dressed. 
not always at the same time for me, uh, like, you know, getting to a, um, nine to five to, or eight to five type job was always a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, work so hard to get there. And then I would find myself burnt out, uh, after a while. So it was this back and forth and back and forth of, well, after three weeks or a month, like I'm bored. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was like this, this idea of consistency meant like you were stuck or you were boring. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So how, what did you find working through this? And, you know, it was more fun to be creative, but then, uh, and then I'm realizing that, yeah, there's, there's a space for creativity, but without the consistency, nothing ever comes of that creative thought. So we do need a bit of a routine in our lives. Mm-hmm. And not, well, a, a few years ago, and so this topic actually brings to mind of um, a book that I had um listened to by Twyla Tharp, who is a major choreographer for the last 40 some odd years. Well, since the sixties. Right. And extraordinary, extraordinary at her craft. Yeah. So she's in her seventies now, I think Mm -hmm. you have to be right. Cause the sixties were a while ago. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) even 80s. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, but yeah, she's just been a very prolific choreographer over the years. And she's worked with, you know, the likes of Mikhail Baryshnikov and, and a lot of really well-known um, performers in a variety of styles. Mm-hmm. And she had a book out, I forget the exact name of it, but it's about creativity. And she speaks to the idea that she has a very structured life because she needs that structure to create space to be creative. Mm-hmm. Like with, without something to pull from, where are you going to be creative, right? right. So, I mean, she's very regimented. She was talked about like she was at the gym at a certain time in the morning every day. And then she was at her studio and then she was doing this and this and this. And she also talks about that growing up. She was in, you know, like class after class after class uh, during her young, younger years, doing all kinds of stuff from music training to dance training to variety, you know, several different dance forms and all of her academic training too. It was really interesting. And, and so like, you know, I kind of have been pondering this idea <laughs> of, you know, is, is there a space for, or what is the relationship between consistency and creativity? And that's the million dollar question. Amen to that. And that brings us to our exercise, which is now your moments with your higher self. All right, let's do it. So let's jump into that. Okay. So the, the activity, which, which for me happened to be looking at the relationship uh, more so, well, my relationship to the idea of consistency and indirectly to creativity 
but for you, you know, for you, it might be different words. It might be different concepts um, that you want to look at that relationship for. And so part of this activity is like, okay, so I'm just going to use the, the consistency word. And I wanted to look at what are my thoughts about that word? What is my definition of that word? What are my, my reactions or my moods about that term, that concept? And I realized, of course, yeah, there's the, the prison concept and the stuck inside the box concept. And the, I, you know, for me, it represented that thing that your teeth, you know, that our teachers used to do is you have to color inside the lines. You can't do your own thing somehow being creative was bad or it was something that you know the struggling artists were all about uh, so for you okay first step is find the term and just maybe just do some writing or some talking it out with someone uh, I happen to do this with a coach who is uh, uh, trained in the the uh, uh, let me get the initials right ACLC or advanced, I just blanked out. I'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> but basically it's an advanced coaching and leadership center. I think it's, it's something to that idea. And, and so in their, in their exercises, uh, you know, you're speaking it out because you're hearing yourself say the words and the emotions. You can just as easily write it out. You know, it's just like, what works for you, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the idea is like, first look at how you feel or think about that term that's, that's triggering you. And then think about or write about or speak about what is it, in my case, consistency that I was willing to, to connect with or willing to experience or, or willing to create, willing to acknowledge right? And, and it was funny, all these different concepts and precepts and beliefs, thoughts, attitudes about the word consistency came up. What, for example, you know, it's the box, it's the, the teacher punishing you, it's, it's boring, it's in the prison, it's, you know, on and on and on. And then, you know, then you kind of do the opposite of that idea. So what is, what is, uh, what is it about consistency that you're um, willing to work with or experience or create? What is it about, um, you know, and then you just kind of write out what comes up. Well, uh, when, you know, it was consistency was necessary to be a good performer, be a good competitor be at the level of dancing that I wanted to be at. It was, it was the model that my dad showed me. It was, um, you know, I think about like a spiritual practice or a daily ritual. Well, isn't that being consistent? And, and then that was, I think for me, the, the big eye opener was that oh, I've been looking at consistency all wrong. Right. For, for a number of years, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Interesting. By looking at it from that standpoint, and, and we could say wrong, but 
it's not necessarily wrong. It was just the frame of the way you framed it. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, upgrade in <laughs> term and <laughs> words. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for catching that. And it was, it was like it through a different lens now. Yes. A higher self lens mm -hmm. in that, you know, we talk about a spiritual practice. We talk about a, a, you know, physical fitness practice and all of those things. And so, so something I, that makes me think of, of with this, with the routine is in, in Ayurvedic thinking, the one of the main concepts that it, you will learn from your Ayurvedic counselor or doctor or or guide is that you should have a dinachara. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. And if I'm not, I humbly apologize to anybody who might know the correct <laughs> pronunciation. But but basically, the dinachara is your daily routine, mm -hmm. and the belief system behind that is that if you're getting up at a, at a set time every day, and if you're getting, giving yourself plenty of time to do the self-care maintenance, um, then you are going to have a better constitution about yourself. You're going to have a better, um, not only frame of mind, but your body is going to work better with the food you eat, the exercise that you get, or don't get um, the the emotional changes that will come through your day will not impact you in such a detrimental way if you have that morning routine. So part of the morning routine in a typical Ayurvedic setting is that you're going to um, get up and set an intention, which is something that we talked about last in our last podcast with Laura Bender that tune into yourself. What are you doing when you wake up? Are, is it a bad thought right away or is it a good thought? And change that frame of mind. And then you're going to go through those self-care things like not only brushing your teeth, but scraping your tongue and setting aside time to, to have a morning that is so routine based that you can get out the door without feeling like a flustered freak show. So um, that's been something that I have been working with in the past um, after retiring from teaching and, you know, having to get up by 5.30 so that I could be at the, at, have the time in the morning to meditate, to make breakfast, to have um, a daily devotional to, you know, get the makeup and the clothes on and, and get out the door and be at school early so that I was ready to greet my students. And something that I, I took an Ayurvedic course within my, my 500 hour training and something that they, that they have pointed out is in a Western mindset, we're just hurrying out the door yeah, and then we're <laughs> right, and then we're slamming into the day, and we're really not designed to do that. We're supposed to actually wake up gently, have a routine that eases you into the workday, and and being consistent about that. That's something that I've really struggled with since I retired because my whole world changed. And some days I teach yoga, and some days I don't. Some days I've got to be at a rent house. 
for rehab and some days I don't, but if I get up early enough, then I'm going to have time. I'm going to have that consistency. I'm going to have that routine so that when I find out that the plumbing is shot at a rental, I'm not going to have my whole world pulled out from under me. I'm actually going to be able to rely on that routine, that consistency, that time, that meditation time to know that I have the wherewithal deep within myself, my higher self to make good decisions on how we're going to proceed now that the foundation is ruined and the plumbing has to be redone. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, not what we were expecting to have happen, huh? This whole year was not what we were expecting to have happen. Yeah, and so we see it so often. 2020, 2020 is the worst year ever. And it has been in so many ways. And that's going to be oh, another podcast. But what can we what can we make out of all of those difficult times? But like I said, that's another podcast. So yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's also been a phenomenal year of reflection time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, if it wasn't, if it wasn't going on, my whole family wouldn't have been able to be at my father's side during his last week of life. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, there's, again, it goes back to the higher self perspective is what about like, we can say, oh, we hate this year. We hate the elections. We hate consistency, yada, 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 yada. But it's like taking that time to say, okay, what is it that I feel about this word? What are my emotions connected to this word mm -hmm. or thought or term? What am I willing to acknowledge or experience or create around this word? And what would I rather not create or acknowledge or experience? And, and then, you know, kind of see what gems of insight pop up out of that. For me, it was like, wow, if I hadn't gone through that exercise, I would have not probably made that connection so strongly about the, the daily practice that is so, you know, that's why we do the daily practice mm -hmm. is so that our mind, our heart, our soul, our energy are in the space to receive inspiration and creativity. I love it. And that comes from the wisdom of knowing that a routine consistency is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So am I going to be like magically consistent? <laughs> <laughs> that remains to be seen. Not yet. <laughs> you know, it's a work in progress, right? I love that. And when I think of the word consistency, I think, oh, I love consistency. I love I love routine. <laughs> and if you all could only see Wendy's making a face like, oh, not me. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning to I'm learning to appreciate the higher purpose of the idea of consistency. I love how you phrase that. Yeah. And so dear listeners, that will be what we leave with you today for your higher self, your exercise, write the word down, dialogue with somebody that is close to you that really 
knows you and maybe can help you hold that mirror up to yourself. Dive in, find if, out if the word is a word that makes you think, oh my God, it's a prison. Or is it a word that makes you think, thank God, I love routine. How, how does it speak to your higher self? How does it inspire you? And does it allow creativity or does it stifle it? Yes. Or find the, the terms that you want to work through. May not be consistency. Maybe you're already good there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely take some, some exploration time. So, hey, this has been a great conversation with you, Zella. Well, I've enjoyed this. This is fun. And we've got some more wonderful topics to explore in the next few podcasts. So stay tuned, listeners. See you next time. See you in the tent. Bye, y'all. We hope you've been uplifted by this episode. Please help us uplift others by sharing, subscribing, and reviewing our show. Join in on the conversation by adding your insights and transformations in the comments section. See you next time.